This is Bigger Pockets Daily, and it's Friday. I'm Tyler, and the article I'm about to share comes from the Bigger Pockets blog. You can find a wealth of information on the site, or by searching Bigger Pockets in any podcast app. Maybe that's how you found this show. So let's get to it. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation homeowning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. You won't believe it. Inflation finally peaked. Here's the proof by Dave Meyer. Earlier in November, new Consumer Price Index CPI data was released, revealing that inflation had dropped on a year-over-year basis from 8.2% in September to 7.7% in 23. This is welcomed news. Oh, don't get me wrong. 7.7% inflation is still unacceptably high. And no one should be cheering yet. But the fact that the year-over-year inflation rate has fallen four months in a row is a good sign, and I believe it will fall even further. I ran some numbers and believe it's very likely that inflation has peaked and will decline, albeit slowly, throughout 2023. There are several reasons for why inflation has likely peaked. Fed action, supply-side fixes, and I'm going to use the famous audio air quotes here that you can't see, the base effect. I'll quickly touch on the first two, but I'm excited to share my research on the base effect, so make sure to check that out too. All right, first up, we talk about Fed action. As we all know, the Federal Reserve has been raising its federal funds rate for most of 2022 in an effort to reduce inflation. Inflation is often described as too much money chasing too few goods. And by raising interest rates, the Fed targets that too much money part of the equation. 
Raising interest rates makes it more expensive to borrow money. When borrowing is more expensive, people tend to spend less, otherwise known as lowering demand. Less demand removes money from circulation in the economy and helps to tamp down inflation. The thing is, this takes time. It's not as if the Fed raises rates and suddenly people just stop buying stuff. The reduction in demand takes time, and interest rate hikes are not fully felt in the economy for several months. So it's very likely that we're only now beginning to feel the impact of interest rate hikes. And since the Fed has indicated they intend to keep raising rates, we'll likely feel the impact of lower demand in the economy for the foreseeable future, helping to tame inflation. It's also worth mentioning that the rapid increases in money printing have stopped. So when looking at the year-over-year -year change in M2 monetary supply in the U.S., we can see that after a wild ride the last few years, annual increases in money supply are back to their normal rates and the lowest they've been in, get this, 10 years. Let's take a look at supply-side fixes. While the Fed is attacking the too-much-money part of the inflation problem, there has also been a more silent contributor to inflation – Supply-side shock. This is that too-few-goods part of the too-much-money-chasing-too-few-goods equation. When there's not enough stuff to buy, prices go up. Supply-side issues arose from COVID, of course, when manufacturing was limited across the globe. There were just fewer products made, and that causes inflation. The U.S. and most of the world resumed manufacturing gradually throughout 2021, but China... As if you haven't noticed, just look at the tag on everything you buy, which manufactures a ton of goods for the U.S., has been much slower to ramp back up. This has constrained supply and helped inflation stay stubbornly high. Grr! This is starting to change, though, and manufacturing is ramping up now, which should help curb the supply-side issues. The second main issue that caused supply-side issues was the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Russia is a major exporter of food and energy, and Western sanctions have cut those goods off from the most of the world. Furthermore, Ukrainian exports, particularly wheat and grain, are having a really hard time hitting the market. This has further constrained global supply chains and pushed up inflation. While the war in Ukraine is unfortunately still raging and sanctions do still exist, the world is adapting to the new reality. This means other suppliers of goods normally supplied by Russia will step up production and help stabilize the marketplace. This could help inflation cool as well. Now let's take a look at the base effect. I'm so excited! All right, so while the Fed's actions and supply-side fixes should help cool inflation, there's another reason why you should expect to see inflation numbers come down in the coming year. The base effect. Okay, so check this out. We talked about inflation in the United States on a year-over-year YOY basis, when the recent data said inflation was at 7.7%. What it's really saying is prices went up in the U.S. by 7.7% between October 2021 and October 2022. Because of this, it doesn't just matter what prices are today, it also matters what prices were a year ago because we're comparing the two. When we compare high prices this year to low prices last year, the difference looks huge. And that's what's been happening for most of 2022. 
When we compare high prices this year to high prices last year, the difference looks smaller, which is what is starting to happen. This is known as the base effect. It matters what data you're comparing today's numbers to. Remember, during the beginning of the pandemic, inflation was pretty normal. In fact, we had deflation for a few months. That was nice. Oh, those were the days, weren't they? Things didn't really start to go crazy until the middle of 2021. So for the first half of this year, we've been comparing high 2022 prices to relatively lower 2021 prices, which makes the difference YOY change look really high. In the second half of 2022, we're comparing high 2022 prices to already high 2021 prices, which makes the difference look smaller. For this reason, inflation on a YOY basis, which is what the Fed cares about and how we generally evaluate inflation in the U.S., peaked back in June and has fallen for four straight months. This is likely to continue, and I expect YOY inflation to decline slowly but considerably in 2023. Why, you ask? Because I did the math. Nerd alert. In the most recent CPI report, prices rose 0.44% month over month from September 2022 to October 2022. That's pretty high. Yet YOY inflation still fell. That's the base effect in action. If we continue to see prices go at a similar monthly rate for the next year, we will see inflation fall to somewhere around 5.5% next year. Again, the same monthly increases, but year-over-year inflation goes down. And if prices start to increase at a slower rate, we could see inflation come down even more. All right, let's wrap things up for today. Personally, I think it's unlikely that we see monthly inflation increase unless there is some big, unforeseen geopolitical shock again. Instead, I think it's pretty likely we will see monthly inflation rates decrease, perhaps to somewhere between 0.2% and 0.4%. If that happens, we can expect the inflation rate to be between 25 to 4% in 2023. Still not where the Fed wants us to be, around 2%, but hey, it's way better than where we are today, as long as the monthly rate of price increases stays close to where it's been for the last four months, inflation should come down with it. None of this is to say that the Fed will stop raising rates soon. They're not going to stop soon. But it should offer some relief to Americans who are struggling to keep up with inflation. If this trend continues, it should also give us a clearer picture of when we can expect normal inflation, which will help us forecast when rate hikes might stop and when economic conditions become a little more predictable. Of course, something unforeseen could change this trajectory. But if the status quo continues, we should see inflation come down. Oh, let's all hope and pray that's true. It's the best thing that could happen to the U.S. economy. Thanks for listening to this show and enjoy your weekend. Me? I'll be back here with another show tomorrow. I can't remember the last time I took a day off. <laughs>